You're listening to Kane and Corey. And we're back! Yes, sir. How the hell are you? It's the Kane and Corey show. Corey not here. He's in flight. Yes. He's on his way to Los Angeles. And this time, he told us the truth. I don't even have to check flight aware to see if he was lying about his flight. I didn't really care this morning anyway, because we have a co-host. We have a guest host Exciting. this morning. We'll get uh, we'll get him in here in a second. Uh, find us on our new YouTube channel. Subscribe at Kane and Corey. That's how you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, too, as well. Also, I posted something this morning on our Instagram, the stories. I've been nominated for, and this is the kind of thing I never used to talk about. I've been nominated for stuff before, but I've never won. And that's probably why I don't talk about it, because it's like, you know, well, why... Why set yourself up for massive disappointment once again? Well, I don't care this time. I'm up for radio personality of the year in, in Monmouth County. Yes, Monmouth in, County. Well, you have a chance like, from now. Like, from like Main Street <laughs> over to River Drive. From that that general area, I would be the uh, radio Dude, personality of the year. I'll tell you what. I know it's one of the bosses only Monmouth County, but the reach is real. I mean, sometimes driving you know, to New I, York, I can hear it. It's you know cool. I mean? And I want yeah. to thank uh, I, I want to thank uh, my buddy for um, for uh, nominating me to begin with. Everybody's asking, so look in the Kane and Corey at the Kane and Corey Instagram. Kane put it in the story with a link on where to vote. You just link it, uh, put your address and phone number and all that shit, and you can vote. Yeah, thank you to Ryan for for setting that up. That's for by the way, in case you don't know, I, he's like he doesn't work at a radio station. I work at one hundred seven one. The boss down the shore and I'm up against the morning show and those guys are assholes. So I'd really like to be, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm joking. They're not assholes at all. All right. Uh, without further ado, let's bring in our guest. Hi, I'm Brian McFadden with an MTV news brief. Rapper old dirty bastard is back behind bars after he was kicked out of a California drug treatment center. ODV was transferred into the Los Angeles County Jail's Recovery Center after the 31-year-old artist allegedly got drunk following a New York City court appearance on drug charges. He's expected to remain in jail until his February 25th sentencing for the alleged violation. Prosecutors say that the troubled rapper could be facing at least two years behind bars. That is news for now. Stay tuned for more news at 10 of the hour, every hour, right here wow. on MTV. Wonderful. Wonderful. How long ago was that, Brian McFadden? That was uh, 20, odd, 20 odd years ago. Welcome to the show, Brian McFadden, or uh, maybe you know him better as Alter Boy. He was, Alter it was Boy. a Kane, Kane and Alter Boy show in Minneapolis, and then uh, we brought that to K Rock. And uh, boy, we had some fun. <laughs> well, you, you were my first and my last. Wow. Wow. Talking about on the air. Oh, I thought you were talking about doing no. Coke. <laughs> oh my god you still smell that stuff wait now in the uh, in the pre-show conversation yesterday you were like hey if i bring something up that you're uncomfortable with just like wave or do something and i, I don't want to talk about that because you keep it real straightforward on your on your uh, social media i noticed yeah it was in this no no politics no religion um I, no I, I just it's never been anything like that it's just don't it's not even about offending anybody it's just i always have my grandpa bud in the back of my mind back of my head always saying you know religion and politics should never be at the table mm. no no he's smart yeah. man yeah especially I mean, in like, today's environment you know yeah. no, trust everybody <laughs> overshares these days now i don't i don't tend to overshare i keep the personal shit to myself 
but I do love to fucking ru- ruffle feathers and piss off the babies. Yeah, totally. With- yeah, I, I'm on. I'm, trust me, I, I watch your your Instagram feed. <laughs> 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 I was like, holy shit! I can't believe you said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Rachel says he looks more handsome now. Wow. Thank you, Rachel. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, that's what we do. Men get more handsome. Well, I shouldn't say we. Most men get more handsome as they get older. <laughs> no, yeah, and, Car- and Jay, it's uh, it's uh, Noxzema. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I asked what your, your skin routine is. And no, God, I, I don't you, have one. Dude, you look just as young as you did in that video. Oh, I mean, God, that's no. crazy. You know, what's interesting is I look at that. My son is 22 now. Jesus. My, my son and I look very similar. So it's inter- interesting to see him on video and then do a side-by-side with with him and I. Is he oh, he's like, as well? he's, your, he's your identical twin. You can see, like, if you go to my Instagram page, you can see there's a, I, I posted a picture of him, I just a recent one. And yeah, he just turned 22 last week. Bought a That's fucking crazy. house. Yeah, kid's, got his, kid's a homeowner. When, when we were 22, we were thinking about like, where are we gonna get our beer money? Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. I know. Is, well, he, all is right. he on well, the same path as you, Brian? Well, I was on the, I, um, no, he's, he's getting into real estate. He's more oh, of a cool. businessman than I am. You sure. Know, when I was 22, I was on the air with Kane. You oh, know, was, so that, I was yeah, like, you were I failure. was in between no. <laughs> Minneapolis and New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Cool. We were just raising hell, yeah. but all right. So we'll, we'll talk about, you got a lot, we have so many stories, um, but we'll talk about that. But first, what are you doing now? Um, that's a good question. Uh, just hanging out right now. I mean, oh, now. Yes. Like the uh, pod, you want to plug your podcast yeah, with this famous person. So, and so for the last two years, um, I've been, I was doing radio. Well, I wouldn't say the last two years, but the last couple of years, uh, especially during the pandemic, I was filming a movie in Ramsey, New Jersey, of all hmm. places. Um, and then COVID happened, got shut down. And then, uh, not, nothing ever transpired with that. And then I was dating a girl in Nebraska and she's like, why don't you come to Nebraska? And I'm like, that's home. That's home for me. And she's like, you're only going to be there for like two weeks because this this um, c- coronavirus is going to. It wasn't called COVID then; it was called the coronavirus. You're right, right. Yeah, Jeez. it was. Uh, it, that was going to be short lived, and all of a sudden, that turned from like two weeks turned into six months. And I'm going, oh my god, what am I going to do? And I still, I still had no clue. Oh, am I going back to New York? What you know, Hollywood was shut down, um, and all of a sudden, I got a phone call to go to. Denver, Colorado for radio. And it was my first time back in radio since mm. Kane and I were on the air. I mean, I did like syndicated radio, but that doesn't count when you're just reading. Um, you know? So, uh, yeah, I would say, was it 99? If it's on like, the radio, it counts. Well, I mean, just, you're just reading like words. <laughs> yeah, but if you're, if you're, you're saying words, you're reading, yeah, you're it's reading them. Like it's not the free. It's, it's so wait, so when I do the news, that. when I do the news segment, that doesn't really count as like anything. I'm just reading the news. I'm just, yeah. yeah okay. You should have it up in here, Ken. No, you're right. I should memorize the stories. <laughs> no, if you write it, I guess it, it makes sense. But, um, but I would say like real radio for me was when I was on the air with you. Right. Yeah. Forever ago. So it was like, okay, I'm getting this opportunity to do a, a morning show. And it was the most fun I've had since, gosh, I would say probably The Edge in Minneapolis mm-hmm. when, we, when we, we got our first start together. It was almost 30 years ago. Jeez. <laughs> so, I know. A long time ago. It's a, lo- it's a long time yeah. ago there, <laughs> but, Brian. So, um, uh, you know, over the last 20 years, I've, I've met a lot of people. And, you, just, you, just, you know, there's certain people that you vibe with. And one of them was uh, Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. And it just our kind of which people. one is he now for those of us who are <laughs> okay, he's so the one that had the dreads, right? He's the, the one that, the, yeah, he had the dreads. 
Okay. I don't have those I, anymore. He did, oh, is he? Is that a, like a loss of hair joke? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a full head of hair. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, All right. No, it just doesn't have the dreads. I, I just don't think they were just appropriate today. Nope, oh, it would be cultural appropriation or some shit. No, I just think yeah. it just kind of looks weird when you're like, you know, 50. <laughs> <laughs> you got dreads at 50. Yeah, yeah no shit. So, I mean, all you right. can pull them off, great. But no, so uh, we uh, we were doing a, uh, a concert um, a couple years ago, a couple summers ago, and we linked up when we were co-hosting this concert. It was just basically a bunch of boy bands and like pop acts from like the TRL days. Well, like who yeah. else? Just I'm curious. Um, let's see. Uh, Shaggy. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. uh, Shaggy. Degrees, uh TLC was a TLC. Yeah, TLC. Um, oh, oh C and C Music Factory. Oh yeah, what are you anthem? Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, uh, O Town. Love those guys. Okay. Oh, yeah, all or nothing. Yeah, those guys are still out on tour, doing a great job. Um, I can't remember who else, but oh, uh, LFO. Remember those guys? Yeah, two of them have passed since, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. O. Yeah, but we. <laughs> oh, we connected then, and we were. We were hey, I'm gonna go see O on tour. What? Who? <laughs> He's the he's L enough or dead. It's just O now. You were wrong, dude. He sure is. Buckle in. <laughs> Wait, was it F that's alive? Which one is still alive? Do you know what LFO stands for? No. Last fucking light funky uh, ones. Light, yeah, light funky. No, ones. it does not. Yeah. Yeah. Light funky ones. Like, hey, we're white, so but we're funky. Light funky ones. Remember the song? I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, that's Yo, that girl. was them. The girl on yes. TV. Yeah. So, oh, that's girl. a good song. Yeah. West oh, Side now Story. I'm sorry. They're dead. Rich and Devin, they were great guys. Yeah. Awesome oh. guys. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel bad. <laughs> I but, didn't know it was okay. one this morning. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just yes. Sorry. You got, you got your makeup lady right makeup off the side right there. Right. Yeah, I know. It's we're, tough. We're doing. We're on the TV. <laughs> we're on the tv all right so chris and you were doing a uh a podcast yeah we're doing a podcast called name drop cool it was originally called frosted tips but someone took that from us oh i wish you, I wish you could tell that fucking story because that's yeah, a good one it, it'll come out okay good yeah for because like for how long was it for two years i'm hearing him you even asked uh, who'd you, Pike or you know, our, our mutual friend, Jeremy, like, Hey, you're going to be on my podcast, Frosted Tips. You're talking about this podcast, Frosted Tips. And then it just went away. And then I saw it somewhere else. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, I like name drop just because it's an excuse to get celebrities to come on and just talk shit about whoever. Right. I don't have to do it, but you can, you know, it's, right. it's, it's fun to mm. dish, but at the same time too, it's like every time you hear someone uh, like Chris and I will. We'll drop celebrity names. You just hear a ding after it. It's just a reminder of the famous people that you know. And then I love it like when people name drop things too. Like they'll name drop a famous friend and they'll just call them by their first name. Or, or like shorten up their last name. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Well, what happens when you run out of stories and names to drop? Uh, I think that's impossible. Is the podcast over that? Oh, that's impossible? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it, there's no way. There's, there's no way. And plus, like if you could just repeat some names like Kane over and over again. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we were talking about stories yesterday, and I, there's so much to fucking talk about. I'm not sure what to even start with, but I guess the Fred Durst story might be somewhere to start because I've told that story before on to the Mafia listeners. When oh, we were when we were at K Rock and Limpus get had just come out, right? And I'm gonna have yeah. You they were doing their Ladies Night in Cambodia tour. Um, they're 
single at that time on the radio was Counterfeit. God, that was the first single, wasn't that it? That was the first single, yeah. Ah, and I forgot about that. They were that. coming in to perform live on uh, on Kane and Alter Boy. And so... Uh, Which was 92.3 K-Rock here in New York, yeah. And they yeah, were still so relatively nobodies. So they were getting set up and Kane was... I don't know where Kane was at the time. Uh, and I was in just prepping because I was producing and also the co-host of the show or a sidekick, whatever you want to call me. And it was a Kane and Alter Boy show. And I'm, I'm on the other side of the console just getting set up and I had my, my headphones just like plugged in. I see Fred walk in and DJ Lethal was already getting himself in because they're gonna perform live. Mm -hmm. And I love Lethal, Lethal is great. I mean, go back to like House of Pain, I mean, he's just a great dude. Um, and, and then uh, uh, Wes uh, was in there as well. And um, it, it, engineers going in, remember big Andre? Andre, he's like, yeah. I think doing a radio show and he's doing Philly. afternoons and fucking Phillies kicking yeah, ass. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great guy. I loved him. He's like a big teddy bear. Um, so I never hugged him. I don't know. <laughs> no, I never hugged him either, but we just like, he just was at my, <laughs> he's at my squishy. Side all the time when I was trying to sleep. <laughs> not, like as squishy as, not as squishy as he used to be. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Fred comes in and they're setting up and, and he just had this attitude already. And Fred's not that big of a dude, just kind of a, you know, pudgy dude. Yeah, he, he's just like uh, he's kind of looking around, and I'm setting up. I'm nervous because you know this is Limp Biscuit, this is rock band, and I'm just a kid. What am I like? 22, my son's age. And so he goes, um, he he kind of looks over, and he goes, "Are you using those headphones?" And and I'm, before I can say anything, these are my headphones. As I was DJ, behind the board at this time. I was oh, in yeah. the room the entire time. Yeah. As a DJ, like you, one thing you don't like, no one fucks with your headphones. <laughs> right. Your cans, we call them cans, and and he snatched them from me. And he goes, I don't give a fuck or something like that. Like, I'm using these. I'm using, I don't, he's, he's all right with you. I don't give a fuck. And then he called me a faggot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was like, what? what? I, I, I was like, what? He called you, he called you a faggot twice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I was who's like, this I, I was fag? Like, one, one moment he said, who's this fag? What's this fag doing in here? He's like, like he asked you to get me out of there or something. He thought I was an intern. Right. Right. And so now there's going to be a fight. Like, cause I'm a Nebraska kid, you know, I may look like a little pretty boy, but I was, I'm way bigger than Fred. <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> all he had was his band to back him up. So it was like, I, I was like, man, it's gonna be embarrassing. Well, all you had was me. <laughs> I'd go, <laughs> I'd met on Fred in that situation. No, 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 no. I, we had backup because he had a pretty big crew with him. Andre walks in and was the most intimidating presence around. Oh, wow, that's true. Like six, six, he's bald and he's just yeah. like, lurch. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a big dude. And, and, uh, he's like, all right, fellas, there's gonna be no fight in here. And Kane kicked him out. Would you, I looked at you and went like, okay, Brian gave me a look like, as this whole thing is going on, you were just at your last wit, right? You're at your wits end. And you looked at me like, what the, f I mean, what, what do you, and so I, yeah. I took that as a cue. It was like, all right, you got to get the fuck out of here. Dude, I was, yeah, I no, was you know what? This isn't the first time I've thrown a band out of the studio. Uh, you know, I, oh, I said, um, I said, you don't, this is our house. You don't come into our house and, and, and talk to people like that. So we threw them out and then spent the next hour on the air gutter mouthing them, right? Just talking fucking mm. shit. We didn't know, but he had gone, Interscope Records was just upstairs, like three or four floors above the K-Rock Studios. He had gone up there and they were sitting up there for an hour listening to us. They were on the 14, fuck up. they were on 17. Yeah, right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were just bashing him for an hour. Then he eventually comes down. 
his label made him come down and fucking apologize. Well, well, the best was like we were when we were bashing it, we'd have people call in. They're like, yo, Limp Biscuit sucks. They're playing at Roseland that night. <laughs> Limp Biscuit sucks. Fuck these guys. You guys, King Alter Boy, you guys are great. You should have kicked his ass. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Kane and I were like, I'm like, damn, dude. So in the meantime, so when this is all happening, I'm so I'm basically Kane's Robin at this time. So I'm behind a console. So the the, the Howard Glass. Stern show is right behind us. You and sat in, you I, actually sat in Robin's room. I sat in Robin's room. So it was like, it was like, you know. Was, you faced the other direction. Yeah. So now I'm in there taking all the calls and I'm like, this is amazing. I'm getting, you know, Steve Kingston's like, yo, we're, we're cutting them down. I'm already talking to Kevin Weatherly over in LA. Steve Kingston was our, our boss at the time. Yeah. And Kevin Weatherly was the boss at the LA K Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were, they were shutting it down and, 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 uh, and Interscope Records, and I think Flip Records, uh, Jordan Shirt from Flip, Flip, Flip Records, what a nice guy too. Um, they were just like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And, I, and I'm just sitting like, oh my God, this fight, this could really, this is before canceling somebody, but this was like the, you know, the original cancel. Limp Bizkit was about to be canceled before they even got big, before Faith was dropped, before mm. you know any of that and hmm. before they you think, became, it, really like, was, you think it really was to that point like yeah you think that was that you think that was such a seminal moment a powerful moment that like that could have happened it from, wasn't the from power that? that we had it was the power of 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 a ginormous program director the number one program director in the country steve kingston yeah. and kevin weatherly they take your stuff off everyone's gonna follow right 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 it's that's like the true. piper of radio i mean yeah you know so it was that it was yeah it was a pretty big deal so and those guys knew it because if not, you know, Peter Katz hits from the firm and, and Jordan, they wouldn't be on the phone calling us going, hey, can Fred come down to apologize? I guarantee they had him in the room going, dude, you better go downstairs and do what you got to do. Tail between your legs. And sure enough, um, we get a phone call from uh, Kingston saying he's going to come down. And we and we made huh. sure that he came alone because we yeah. wanted him to to really be sincere. And he came in and I got to tell you. I had a lot of respect for him after that, just because I would have been like, no, I'm in right. a rock band. I can't apologize. Right. No well, way I mean, you know, he was forced to do it, though. So mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't necessarily have a whole lot of respect for him at that moment. But I mean, you know, I I learned to get along with him and like him after that. You guys yeah. became really good friends, actually, though. Yeah, he's a, I, I've always loved Fred. He's a sweetheart and he's done a lot for what he's had. I mean, shit, he comes from like Jacksonville. He was a tattooed artist for uh, Corn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was what he's doing prior to like Limp Biscuit. You know? And it's funny, uh, our boss, like, Steve Kingston at the time, he was pissed about the whole thing, not because of what went down. He was pissed that as the fight in the studio was happening, I didn't shut the record off and pot up the microphones and have it all live on the air. He wanted like the fag <laughs> in the fight. He was like, next time that fucking happens, I don't give a fuck what song is on. That's more important. That's more entertaining than the song. Put that on the air. I just wish that would have been in the contract prior to us going to K-Rock. So if yeah. there's ever going to be a fight, you know, oh, put the shit. we'll pay that, for the rest, you know. But I remember yeah, that after was, that, like, looking for a fight. Like, is it? And no. It, no. I was, but, it just never materialized. Yeah, we became pretty good buddies, too. I mean, after that, it was like every time he was in town, we'd hang out and he was the one before before I get into that story of MTV. He was the one that um, he came in and we were doing like this K Rock uh, Lodo show with Kid Rock when Bow with the Ball came out. It's when Kid Rock was you know just kind of starting out as a rocker as opposed to that DJ rapper that he was right. in Detroit. And we hung out with him. And I think we did like karaoke with him, you and I. And then we all went back to uh, um, I was doing overnights as well to make extra money because I wasn't making Kane money at that time. 
So it was like I would produce the cane show and then I would go and do overnights to make after make some make some coin to so mm-hmm. I can I could survive in New York. And during that during that um, break, because we were on from like what six to ten, I think. Six PM yeah, to ten. Six PM. to ten. And uh, during that break, that ten PM to uh, two AM, I was always looking for something to do. <laughs> so I, I was I mean, I was young, so it didn't really matter. I was always like trying to hustle, you know. I didn't really have a nightlife. So when Fred came in, he kind of gave me that nightlife. So he uh, he and Kid Rock and I, um, we went to VIP. Do you guys remember that strip club? It wasn't scores. I never was, was. I never went, but I do remember it. Yeah. This well, my girlfriend broke up with me because of this night. <laughs> so we went to this uh, VIP strip club, and <clears throat> Kid Rock, being Kid Rock, was like, "Let's bring back the girls because they they were going to come back with me to 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 help me DJ for the, the overnight." Oh, good God. The crazy part is the overnight going leads into the Howard Stern show. They're all walking in as they're all walking out, you know, like, mm. the, like Gary Delabonte and all these guys. So I was like, you guys got to make sure you're out of here by 515. Because that's when Howard rolls in and we got to get, I'm going to get fired. So they decided to bring strippers back to K-Rock. And I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be the worst thing for me. But at the same time, like, that's a great idea, rock stars. <laughs> so <laughs> went back to uh, K-Rock. <clears throat> and strippers are in there and I don't, a lot of debauchery was going on. And, and, uh, so I'm like trying to kick everyone out and Fred, uh, Fred and, and kid rock had a place at the Parker Meridian hotel on West, West 57th street in Manhattan, which is what a block and a half away. Yeah. And yeah. So they're like, well, we're going to go back. The strippers, um, were leaving and I'm like, okay, cool. So, I'm kind of responsible for Howard Stern meeting Kid Rock and Fred Durst. They leave, mm. go back to the hotel. Well, I was home free. No one's going to find out. I've already, I've already gathered all the evidence. There was like you know, beer cans and whatever the hell they had there. And, and I'm like getting rid of everything. And Gary Delbonte comes in right before the end of the shift. It was like 5.55. He goes, hey, Alter Boy. He goes, uh, he goes there's, some, there's some strippers in the lobby. They say they're here with you. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. I go, uh, I go, no, they're not with me. And they go, they said that. They said that not to say that they're with you. It's like, is it okay if I bring them up? They want to see Howard. And I'm like, <clears throat> I, I go, what do you mean? I, I go, don't say my name. So he goes, I promise you, I won't say your name. So my name was Alter Boy. So the girls go on. And this is back when Howard Stern had his E! show. Remember, it was like sure. a daily show on, on, on the E! channel. And, and, uh, they go on the show and he's like, oh, these girls have been waiting in the lobby. Like, who are, you, who, who are you here with? And they're like, we were here with Kid Rocket, Fred Durst, and our friend Brian. He's like, Brian? And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, he's a DJ. He's an altar boy. <clears throat> he's like, who's, who's this altar boy guy? So they called me up and they're like, we need to get Fred Durst and, and Kid Rock to come on the show. They were trying to find girls, I think prosties or hookers or whatever the hell it was. Prosties. To, I haven't heard prosty since I called pizza za. That's what all the kids call them. Prosties. Yeah. prosties. Hey, let's go to the lick and pick up some prosties. It's just a, it's a slang, dude. It's I know, what, but. It's, it's a typical Friday night. It's just bold. <laughs> so they're, they're like literally auditioning girls to come come by and Howard's have them, has them on the show. You can track this because it was on the Howard Stern show. Um, so he, he had them and they had them come in and, and the rest is history. And I remember uh, my girlfriend wasn't too happy with that day. <laughs> How well you think? 
Yeah. Was, I was like, what? Wait, did you I fuck don't... him? That's the only state. That's the only question I have. Did you fuck him in the studio? No, no. You did fuck people in that studio. I know that for a fact because you were caught fucking banging. Some chick was sitting on the edge and you were fucking. Oh, that was. Uh, going that was to town. Girl. That was my, huh? my girlfriend at the time. Dude, I did coke off of that console. I believe you. Right where her ass was. I didn't. Was it I didn't, before I, or I, after? When I found that out, I didn't appreciate it. Did you I continue didn't... to cut coke there? Yes, but I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> Kane, we didn't fuck. We made love. Oh, no. You don't, you don't make love when you prop someone's ass up on the sink. That's she not my, making love. She was she was my college girlfriend. Yes, yeah, so? You can fuck your girlfriend. You don't always yeah, make no, love to her. Uh, Booker came in and, and caught us. It was Booker. Okay, yeah, I knew yeah. someone caught you. And, it, and it, there wasn't supposed to be anyone there. <laughs> he comes <laughs> in, and that was it. So that was like kind of the story. Did he stay and, uh, while you were in, uh, let you finish? Or and what, it might have been Gary Dalvante, yeah, too. Yeah, uh, did he... Jay would, of course, ask the question, did he stay and watch? Because Jay is the cuck on the show. Yeah, 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 I am. Jay's been trying to get me to fuck his wife so we can, like, peek through the blinders All in the right. closet. So not not, to, not was, to go in a different direction, but my Jay, wife. My wa- question was back in the day with the handhelds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but my no. wife finds my wife finds Kane very attractive. So I thought, like, I would like to see, I'll be on the outside and watch him fucking wreck her vagina. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God, you guys. Wow. <laughs> filth from your mouth. Yeah. Dude, have you have you never listened to the show, obviously? No, I'm just a little worried. Hold on, Grandma's calling. <laughs> Anywho, so... Uh, I've got Bible study after this. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the Christian Science Reading Room, are you? Uh, what is that? <laughs> I lost where you were in the story. Oh, yeah. So, no, uh, yeah, no. It's just, yeah. It's done. All right. You said, yeah, we're done. Moving on. Speaking of girlfriends, I know she's in the news. I know you never dated her, or did you? I don't know, but you uh, you were you were pretty close with Brittany, and yeah, and we were um, talking about her a little bit yesterday. Like she's yeah. lost her fucking mind, and we always we always there was a reason for the conservatorship. She's lost her fucking mind. She well, she had it lost, but now she broke up with um, Sam. I don't know how you say his fucking name. That's uh, or whatever. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So they're now officially headed for divorce. 14, 14 month of months of marriage. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Was she as nuts? Because you knew her prior to her shaving her fucking head off and banging the car with the umbrella. For a girl that had so much attention on her, she couldn't have been like the sweetest. I mean, she was a Canton, Louisiana girl. And she was the sweetest, kindest girl you could ever meet. Just kind. And the crazy part with Brittany, I would go nuts too if I had her life. Um, She had no privacy. And this is a girl that had the world by its balls. I mean, Oops, I Did It Again. That was her second album. I went number one and sold like two point zillion million rec- records. Um, I think it still holds a record for like single day or, or whatever it is for, for a solo artist. Um, prior to that, uh, she was a 16-year-old girl that was just kind of coming up from uh, the Mouseketeers. And, and you know, she was a, was a Disney product. And, and they... they they created this person mm-hmm. and she became the biggest pop star since Madonna, which is nuts. But every time, so one of the last episodes of MTV news, 1515, which was kind of like our magazine show, um, at MTV, I hosted it and it was a day with Britney Spears. So I followed Britney literally for like three or four days around the city and we just kind of see what her life is like leading up to mother's day hosting SNL, all the press that comes with oops i did it again obviously when you're hosting you got to have something to you know to to sell she was so sweet and and you always got these glimpses of like 
what you know an 18 year old should behave like we went on like we like after the show we would go out we'd party we'd have fun she was she wasn't the innocent cocaine? girl she did cocaine no you're i love that you're asking <laughs> um ah. she was she was uh um she wasn't she wasn't like the innocent girl that she was portraying but she was you know she was a good girl man and i it breaks my heart to see because i remember talking to um, my producer and my camera guy when we were following around it's like this girl has no privacy i would go fucking nuts none like from day one no privacy so imagine from 16 to what is she 41 42 now and and having no pride you you just mentally you're you're just you're you're basically a goldfish in this giant right you're a creation you're being pulled this way and pushed that yeah. way and you really have you really, I mean, she probably made zero decision, decisions on her own. None. Like I, I can, you know, I can see you losing your shit. That's why it's I asked you, like, because you knew her at the young age. I mean, like, w did she show signs of being nuts then, or was yeah. that this progressive? No, and I don't, I thing? wouldn't even say, I just think she, you, you watch it, it's not the same person. And it bothers me so much that. Her eyes are dead, bro. Yeah, you watch her and it's like, there's nothing yeah, in there it's anymore. Not, she's not the same person. It breaks my heart because it's like, you're, you're seeing somebody that you've known for a long time that just, you're just like going, wow, what is she doing? What, why is she, she doesn't need this kind of attention. And it, it just breaks my heart to see that. And just to even watch the conservative ship and how that, how that kind of played out in the press. And you know, it was a free Britney movement. And yeah, you know what? Just want her free from everything. Like just, you know, I feel like she needs a little bit of help. Um, she's a lovely girl too, and I, she had. I don't, I, don't she think had I don't think she's a lost cause. I don't believe that at all. I just think well, she's yeah, no, I don't believe anybody's a lost cause. Yeah, I think, well. like, I think she. <laughs> yeah, she seems to be steered in the right direction. You know, hopefully, you know, with this, this it, I, I mean, maybe put put away social media for a while. <laughs> Stop ordering polls from Amazon at three in the morning when you're loaded. Wait, is, is it from Amazon? Probably. You know? Do you have one in your in your place? I do. The same model, the pink one. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just I have nothing but like good memories with her. So it's like the memories I want to keep. I you know she's I think she's a lovely girl. It's just it's it's hard. It's tough to watch. And over the last couple of years, it's been really tough. What do you what do you think about? Because there's I wish I had the clip. I don't really have time to look for it. But you can look for it yourself. You can Google it there's uh there's people saying that that's not even her because as she's doing her dance, she's got her hands i like to call them theories she's got her hands uh over her face and she starts at the top of her head and then like goes down but when you pause it when you go frame by frame and you pause it it's clearly for one frame someone completely different it's not even her until she then she pulls her hands down and it's back to being britney again it looked maybe kind of like her sister like there's there's some shenanigans going on and and maybe that's why she looks dead in the eyes. You know, there's a lot of uh, they, they use a lot of prosthetics. I mean, there's a bunch of Bidens running around out there. There's people that play. There's people that play other famous people because they have the technology to do that. So I don't know if that's even Britney. No, it is her. So one thing that Britney has, she's a multi-talented girl. You've, you've seen her. You've heard her. She's, she's oh, good on amazing. the pole. I know that um, she's an apist. She's able to um, contort her face in any, I don't know, dude, I cannot. <laughs> She's an apist? <laughs> I was starting to believe you, bro. I was like, wow, this is legit. No, hey, look it up. Look <laughs> so, it up. I, I don't know, make anything I, up. I just wish, you know, honestly, I just wish everyone would leave her alone. Sure. I know. I knew you'd take the high road. I know you won't. Boy, by the way, if, if, uh, if I rang the bell every time you name dropped so far, this thing would be smoking. <laughs> 
Okay, so we've got Britney Spears, Fred Durst, yeah. Eminem. Did we talk about Eminem? No, what's the Eminem? Oh, oh we need God. to hear that one. I, okay, so right before I left uh, K-Rock with you. This had, falls under the umbrella, by the way, of all the people that we got first at K-Rock. Yes, it was we awesome. Had, we had uh, Fred Durst first and Kid Rock first. Fucking Eminem. I didn't really remember this one. And then we turned down two really fucking famous people now that will tell There's, that story after this. We've got some great stories. This one I, I love just because he, he will go down probably as the greatest lyricist of all time. I mean, the guy's like so talented. And I mean, there's one of the best like songs that you could ever like get yourself amped up to lose yourself. Um, yeah. And uh, um, I would say uh, Eminem, when he came into the studio, he was uh, dropping was uh, My Name Is. Mm -hmm. And he, we had him in the studio and it was like he, he was he had a sling. He didn't have an entourage. He was just new to the scene and his video just dropped on MTV and all the kids were playing it. And the crazy thing is like, we're like, Kane and I were talking, this was back, I think it was like 98, I believe, something like that. And Kane and I were talking about like, oh God, here we go again, another uh, vanilla ice. <laughs> but we didn't realize what greatness that we had. It was the craziest thing. I think I thought was, he was the next Snow. Oh, and what was it? Informer. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows the words. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, snow's that here. Song. That song's awesome. It's like every white guy in Canada's dream song. Oh yeah, he's, I think he, I think he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Canada. Oh, I'm sure. Along with, uh, yeah. <laughs> you were trying to think of a bad Canadian artist. They're all good. See, it's They're impossible. All, it's really good. What was it? Uh, yeah. Remy? Remy's from Canada. Remy oh, Zero. No. Not Remy Zero. Oh, hey, what's the guy's name? Uh, Brian Adams. <laughs> the, the song Superman. Oh, Our Lady Peace. Our Lady Peace is from Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that song. That's a great song. That's a great band. Anyway. Anyway, so Eminem comes in, and I'm hearing him from South Omaha thinking I could beatbox. <laughs> and Kane got him on. We've got him on for a little while. We're, we're hawking it because the crazy thing is we're K-Rock. We're supposed to play, you know, K-Rock music, which is rock radio. So yeah. we're having, you know, pop music basically come on, this 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 song that's perfect for, for MTV and Top 40, and we have him come on. Was, I, I think it's because it's he's a white guy who's like broke into hip hop and now rock and we're, it's like Morgan Wallen who's crossing over to everything right you know country and, and the song stuck out so bigly mm -hmm. that that it was like it was just something because we were always as a station good at looking out for just something that sounded different like when the first Slim Biscuit came out that sounded different than everything else Kid Rock when we played Ba with the Ba the darkness we were always Mike Peer was good about that he was always good at finding he was the one who championed Eminem's like we gotta Mike play this Mike Peer was uh, he's an amazing music director yeah and I think he's like in Salt Lake now or something like that sure, yeah, yeah what an, I, every once in a while I hit him up on on Facebook he's, it's, it's insane he, that guy like, he, he was a good friend Love that dude. So Eminem's in there, and you're beatboxing yeah, against there. him. And then we were talking about his his uh, his come up and how he got big when he was doing rap battles and freestyling, and we're like, oh, let's you know see so you do it. And Eminem never says no to anything, especially when it comes to freestyling. He's just like, yo, give me a beat, drop me a beat, and I'm like, <laughs> and <clears throat> it was getting to the point where I was going so fast, I'm not listening to him, so I, I have no coordination and I have no rhythm. <laughs> And he goes, he's like, yo, man, you got to slow down. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, man, you can't keep up with me. And then, like, all of a sudden, he just drops this the most amazing album. And I'm like, wow, that was so embarrassing. Yeah. I hope that 
that never comes to t comes to air. But yeah, I remember that whole that whole thing with him. But he was just like this dude that came in. He got into a fight in in L.A. Had a sling in his arm, and and just hanging out by himself. And all he had to do was go home. Home was you know three floors up where Limp Biscuit. I mean, Interscope Records had everybody back. Then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone. So what was the story? And I had forgotten this one. Um, I remember Remember the first South Park episode. It was the one where uh, uh, Cartman got anally probed. Remember the UFOs came and got him. We were watching that in Mike Pierce's office. So, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. We were all just like a male. This is I hilarious. I for this. And I've always hated you for this. And, and I got to say, we had an opportunity. This is before South Park aired. What's South Park? Before it aired on Comedy Central. They were about to debut South Park, the first episode of South Park. And we had an opportunity to have Matt and Trey come on the show. That's the creators of South Park come on the show and, and talk about it. And it was almost like, we we're like, what? We didn't. Yeah. They were nobodies. Who the fuck were these guys? I don't know. I... Greatest cartoon of all time. Now we know that. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time it was <laughs> oh <my laughs> right. So, I mean, so oh was it me who said, no, we don't want these jokers yeah, on the you. show? It was you. I was like, what? No, this is going to be so much fun. Okay. The one time in my life I've been wrong. No, there's a couple times. Oh, was there a, <laughs> oh, a couple more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, one of my favorite memories of Kane is when we, we, when we got our start. Well, I didn't say we. I got my start because of Kane. Um, for, as a matter of fact, the first time I was on radio, is I, I was, uh, was in Minneapolis. Um, and I, Kane was my favorite DJ. And we're, I was going to school for broadcasting or something like that. And, and uh, Kane was like, uh, I was interning at, at, at 93.7, the edge. It was the hottest radio station in the twin cities. It was, um, Minnesota's new rock alternative, 93.7, the edge. And I was, that was like the coolest call letters ever. Like you were just like, you knew you were the shit. If you were on the radio, it was there. a great fucking station, it, man. It was a dream job. You could have John Lastman was the PD. Um, and then Kane went by hurricane Wayne. No, I was Kane by that. I was Kane by that. No, then. no, but I'm saying before that, he went oh, by Hurricane okay. Wayne, which he shortened up to Kane because it's so much cooler, especially what? like at that time. It was like, it was like grunge going into like, you know, the pumpkins and, and like no doubt and Everclear. And, and just think about all 90s rock and shit. So I was interning and Kane and I became buddies. Like I just looked up to this guy when I was uh, basically just passing out bumper stickers, part of like the promotions team. And he was, um, so I was having a, a going away party. I was going to go back to school at Nebraska and I was having a going away party. We were all getting drunk and, and I was like, let's just call station Kane's on. Kane was doing, I think you were doing, uh, was nights afternoons. or something? Afternoons. Well, no, it was, was, Oh yeah. Matt, Matt, the Hanson was doing afternoons and yeah, I was doing nights. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you were doing yeah. nights at that time from like two to seven or something. And, and they wanted you on all the time. And you were like, uh, you put me on the radio. I called in and you're like, what? And I'm, and I didn't think you were going to play it. So we're all listening in my shitty studio apartment that I had and all these like kids over and, and, uh, God, I must've been like 19, 18, 19 years old, jumping up and down. I broke my ankle when I heard, heard me on the radio with Kane. Wow. So, <laughs> I can broken ankle. Because you were I, so I excited. I was supposed to go to Nebraska the next day. I had to wait like three or four days for the swelling to go down. I had my girlfriend at the time drive me to Nebraska from the Twin Cities. <laughs> it was like Dumbass. a six hour drive. 
I was like, damn, dude. So yeah, my very first time I broke my ankle. And I think I, we invited you over to my last going away party. And yeah, I remember like sitting on the floor of your apartment. Yeah, I had no furniture, <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, yeah, that was one of those times. But at the edge. So um, fast forward about oh yeah, wow, that was uh, that was a World Jeez. Trade Center picture. That is uh, that is you and I on top of the World Trade Center. And World Trade Center. What the fuck that. are those? I hope those are pants because if I'm wearing shorts, them are awfully long shorts. No, and King, why are those you? Are cool, those are culottes. <laughs> what the fuck look how cool brian is i'm wearing like my shirt the usa uh, polo is cool but i as it's tucked into those big baggy long ass shorts oh my god you i swear to god people still dress like that <laughs> no i know they do especially minnesota i i, I learned you go to the state oh, that fair bad. that's definitely you were a trendsetter. state fair <laughs> um, god. yeah the world trade wow that was like that was night. That was right when we visited New York prior to getting hired on at K Rock. Yeah, that was the summer of '96, and you were going. I was staying in Minnesota, but the my favorite all time story. This was like, because I looked up to Kane, and, and I, we had been on the on the radio for probably uh, maybe four or five months at the time together, and where the ratings were going up, we're developing egos. Um, well. <laughs> So we're, we, uh, we went to this, this grocery store called Byerly's. It's called Lund's Byerly's now in Minneapolis. And we we're getting um, Leanne Chin's. And, and we're, we did this every afternoon. We got Chinese food. Probably thought it was healthy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we get Leanne Chin's. And I feel bad for whoever was on after us because it just reeked of fucking right. Chinese food. So we'd go get the Leanne Chin's, bring it back and eat. And then I would go over show prep with Kane and we would – do all these bits and like whatever that was a part of our everyday routine. So as we're getting to getting to ninety three point seven the edge, the KQ building, we're pulling up. Somebody, some some van is parked in Kane's spot. Kane had this dope ass like ninety five uh, Jeep Wrangler, and top was down. We're like probably listening to like I don't know Nine Inch Nails probably. Nah, it's probably something gayer than that. <laughs> I love you always forever. <laughs> Plus third, together. <laughs> Which we did jam to because you had a fun dance. No, oh, dude, it was hilarious, man. Yeah, we used to always. It's funny whenever we would go cruising. I was just like, hey, man, we're pulling up on some like tough guys. Let's put some tough guy music on. Metallica. So then afterwards, we're like, anyway. So we're pulling up, and Kane's like just screaming. He's like, motherfuckers, honking his horn. He's like, dude, you're in my fucking spot. You're in my spot. You're in my spot. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is kind of embarrassing. I'm just going to sit in the car and for this to happen. So, so <laughs> one guy gets out of the van. I was like, all right, there's a bunch of old dudes in the car. Another guy gets out. That's a good-looking dude. Holy shit, it's Bon Jovi. No. Bon Jovi was in the van. Kane, Kane was a huge fan of Bon Jovi. He just cut his hair. Remember when he had long hair? He had just cut his hair. He was just like this, this, this rock star, the nicest, kindest. Like the worst thing that could ever happen is like what happened. Bon Jovi, out of the, all the guys that were in the van, there was like five of them getting out of the van because they were doing like something because I think he had a new album that he dropped or something. Bon Jovi gets out of the van. And he just looks at Kane and he goes, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And Kane's face was, I mean, 
We're I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like, white as can be. Like, just like he saw a ghost. And I'm going, what? I'm like, oh, my God. <sighs> so then I put two and two together. Kane had two cats, both named after rock stars. One was Jovi, named after Bon Jovi. And the other cat was named after Mike Tramp from White Lion. <laughs> dude really <laughs> anyway, ah. so dude so so bon jovi does the wave i've never so can chinese foods left in the in the in the jeep i'm getting it i'm starving i go get back in there wouldn't even talk to me didn't want it didn't want his voice to be heard we're on in like 45 minutes i think getting the prep done what do you have to say for yourself man that was a long time ago that wow. is horrible I mean, it was just a parking spot, bro. Well, calm, I have a surprise down. We have him on the phone. Uh, yeah. Gentlemen, Bon Jovi. <laughs> nice. He wouldn't remember that anyway. Oh, yeah, okay. that was just, you know, just being a snot-nosed fucking asshole. And then what are the odds that John Bon Jovi's going to get out of there? That's why you're well, always supposed to be nice to everyone, man. Well, I know that now. <laughs> you can't like just be like, you said some shit that I, you, I learned swear words from you from that day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like you're trying to justify and you're like and you fucking cut his hair too fucking <laughs> <laughs> no you're probably making that part up no I'm making that up <laughs> yeah oh god do you remember any swear words I taught you because I I'm, I need some new ones in the holster uh gunt was the one I didn't know what that meant guns gunt gunt, oh, gunt. I didn't gunt. know what that was gunt. Yeah. yeah the gut above the cunt yeah, yeah. that was a bad one yeah. Because so I couldn't unsee it, you know? <laughs> what, what's it's in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know about it because I think they're probably just going to get worse. But I'll, I'll say that, that you, so. gave me, you gave me such an amazing opportunity when we were at, at the edge because I, I was, I, I never, I've never done radio before. It was, it was like, holy cow, I get to produce and I get to do all these bits. And I'm like, all these voices that I would do um, that you were like, yeah, let's try it out. We came up with all these crazy characters that let us. Into now, speaking of that, perfect segue to this because I want to. This is this is. It will never not make me fucking laugh. We developed this character named Corky. Well, you did. It was your character, and uh, he was like a like a special needs kid who called the station all the time. No, see, I never said he was special needs. No, that's not he true. Because the, the first few the first few times we did the bit, I think, I, are you retarded? And you know, no, I'm not retarded. I'm special. My mom says I'm special. I never said the R word either. No, I did. <laughs> I did. It's just, I just, I, I, knew about cancel, I knew about being canceled 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Well, a lot of those characters, I mean, there's, there's no way we could probably pull off now, but, but do a little quirky. All you know? of them. We couldn't pull off one of those characters. Quirky, you could. The intern. There was one, there was one that we did that he reminded me of. I had a special needs brother and, you know, he, he could spit out a word here and there, oh, but you know, no. he, he made a okay, lot of. So we would do, hi, Ken. And like, hi, it's Kaner. Hello, it's me, Corky. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that laugh. Hey, Corky, what's going on, buddy? Let's keep doing a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm good. Thank you. And then, <laughs> but it, it just, it was just one of those characters that was kind of endearing and it always came, it yeah, always with the times and. People so, loved him. They, yeah, they would ask him, what, where is he? How come he's not with you at this appearance? Like, well, people loved fucking Corky because he was such a sweet kid. He'd call, he'd call up and talk about what he's wearing for Halloween. He was James and Giant Peach one year. Fucking, uh, yeah. I mean, it was just fucking, it was hilarious. I think, 
I think the one thing that um, I liked about doing that character because it was just it was like it, it was so lighthearted, funny, and yet wrong at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like what you you you, you kind of rooted for him. We we took that character to like heights, and and one of the, <laughs> probably the most fucked up times was, and it was at the same time too. And I think it was your way of communicating with your brother, and your brother um, Mike, if I remember right. Um, yeah, he was special needs, and he he couldn't talk. He just made noises and he, well, you know, he'd say a word here and there. Like, you know, he'd, we had a couple dogs and he'd say, uh, yeah, what my dog doing that one, that one, you know? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So we had Corky call up and, and be a translator for. Yeah. I put Mike on the phone and, but it, was, like, it wasn't like making fun of it. It was just more like, you know, <laughs> but Corey would carry on conversations with Mike and like, not Corey, do, Corky, Corky. And so do part of that, do part of that. So the first time I saw Kane and Corey, I thought it was Kane and Corky. I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> you brought him back. <laughs> so I'd be like, do some Corky. Yeah, sure, hi, Mike. <clears throat> yeah? And, I'd be, and you could hear Mike, like like uh, Mike on the phone, he's like, yeah, man, yeah. And, I, and, and I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> like, he was, yeah, you don't know what he said. <laughs> like, it was... Uh, it's embarrassing. It's it's hard to do because I'm on screen. And I no, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But it was. <laughs> that was it was sweet. Neat. It was really it was, sweet. It actually. was it was actually a sweet thing to do because I you know out of all the things like you you know you, sometimes you come across it as a tough guy but the one thing that I really respect about you is the fact that you were really good with your family and and not even a lot of people know this but you were doing uh, you were doing Z100 in New York you were I mean you were on the rise as one of the top. DJs, if not the top DJ in the country, and you were at Z100 in New York, and you found out your father had brain cancer, and it was terminal. So you put your career on hold, and nobody does this in the industry. You put your career on hold, and went to Steve Kingston and said, "I have to leave. I have to go and, and go back to to uh, mm. uh, Minneapolis." Nobody who who like leaves New York to go back to Minnesota to to be with their, their father. Well, you did, and you, you don't you don't ever talk about it, but it was one of the coolest things. Uh, that's how you and I reconnected because you needed a sidekick or a producer for your show. Right, right. You go back and, you know, as much as, you know, you, you poke fun, that's what sucks about today is you, you can't laugh, you know, without being like scolded or canceled. And one of the coolest things about you is that you went back to be with your dad. You started doing radio back there again, humbled the hell out of yourself. I mean, you know, and bringing everything in, you never bitched about it, never complained about it. But when we came up with Corky, I think it was kind of a cool thing for you to like be able to have some sort of end with your brother because we made him a part of the show. You yeah. call your mom. You always made your mom on the show. It was great mm. too because she broke that fourth wall down. You were no longer Kane. You became Doug. And I was like, fucking Doug is your name? <laughs> we say that <laughs> still. Like, oh we say that God. still. She hated because she hated when I called her and put her on the air. So she's, she's uh, like, she would be, that was the bit. She didn't even have to do much else because yeah. it was just funny to hear her go, Doug. Doug, like, when Doug. I would try to when I would try to fuck with her and like do bits, Doug, I'm not doing that, Doug. <laughs> we just would we would push the envelope just because we just wasn't that we were trying to be mean or anything like that. We just wanted to like take a piss out of ourselves. Yeah, and and everything mm. that was going on. It's like it's like there's one opportunity, especially because we did afternoons and we wanted to be able to with two to seven. I think we were on and. We, we would, uh, it was that one opportunity because everyone at that time listened to radio and you're always in your fucking car and you, you had this 
you know, 45 minutes to an hour in your car and you had, you know, you had us to listen to. I thought it was pretty cool. But we always brought our family into it, which was, was neat, which I still do to this day because of you. You also did a character named Paco, but we don't have to go into detail on that one. <laughs> it's a Paco Minute, man. And yeah, that was. That, <laughs> he would do movie reviews. I would do movie anyway, reviews. Wait, what was, what's the, what's the, <laughs> you, the way he said one particular movie theater candy always made me laugh. Uh, ju- no, it wasn't Juju Bees. It was, what, the, what was it? it was, hey, uh, no dice. <laughs> like Juju B. But it was, that was a fun character to do. Um, so he would call into the show and Kane gave him a job. And he's like, que pasa, Kane? <laughs> and, uh, and Kane would be like, uh, que pasa? <laughs> so we gave yeah. him a job. It was great. We ended up getting it sponsored where Kane would give Paco money to go see movies. Yeah. And, and but, but Paco never made it to the theater. He'd always stop off at the Mall of America where they had <laughs> next to the theater was the Hooters. Right. And, and he would get drunk. <clears throat> So he would pretend he the, saw the movie. <laughs> so, so he would like. He, I remember he, he did a he did a uh, movie review of the Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Yeah, and, and he did a whole movie review of his Family Ties character Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> he like um, he like Alex P. Keaton was in there, <laughs> yeah. and it, went, it had nothing to do with the movie. No, <laughs> you're like we don't think you saw it. He's, and then he finally confessed that. He was at Hooters. He took the twenty-five dollars <laughs> he gave him, <laughs> and got drunk. But oh, some great fucking bits, man! <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to get canceled for like telling these stories, are we? Dude, like I said, if you listened, to, you probably would have refused to come on the podcast if you heard any of our previous material. Oh yeah, I, I know you, and if you don't, if if you're not being censored, <laughs> I know you when you're being censored. So. Without being censored, of course. Actually, you know what? No, it's like we like to push the envelope, but we don't cross any lines on the show. Nah. I mean, you know, we don't fucking. You tiptoe, then you bring it back. But. Tiptoe to the line and then bring it back. Exactly. Uh, uh, Forbidden Balls in the Mafia wants to know, are there any recordings out there left of you and your mom? Like of your mom calling in? Is there anything um, like that? 100%. I believe so. I've got a box full of what we call air checks. That's just sure things yeah. from the radio. And um I know my mom's on, I know my mom's on one or two of those tapes and, uh, sometimes I'll, you know, like once a week easily. Yeah. Yeah. She, her voice is on there somewhere. I just, uh, I mean, it's so many tapes to go through and then you don't know where she is on the tape either. You know, like, so you have to sit there and listen to the entire show. You would just call her and be like, Hey mom. It was like just asking her a question about something and it was just endearing. Yeah, right. Oh, wait. What about the... Oh, no, never mind. We don't talk about that bit. Which one? He was more racist. Oh, God. We did that, yeah. Because at that time, you got to remember the tone at that time was... Um, I got to bring some of these bits back, man. So, at, at the time, it's like... Especially that was at K-Rock there, too. It was right around Christmas time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to go back into that. <laughs> those some of those people are still alive. Yeah. No. All right. Well, there's one that you can't wait for him to die. But you know, but I, I'm right there with you with a couple people. So you can't. Huh. You can't. Like, I understand. You know, with, in immortal words of Beavis and Butthead, you can't polish a third Beavis. No. No. So you're in Denver now, and why do you still live in Denver? Because you haven't worked at that radio station for I a while. Just I haven't. I, mean, I live in Nashville, um, but I still have a place here in Denver, and I'm like here like once a month. 
Oh, huh. oh, oh, oh. You have a place in Nashville too? Or you Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, geez, must be nice to be unemployed, but still have money for two places. Um, I wouldn't say I'm unemployed, Kane. Well, I didn't mean it like that, I guess. Well, what do you do then? What's your job? Do you get a paycheck? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. From who? Um, from the, some of the businesses that I have. Hmm. Which are? Uh, cocaine. Uh, yes. No. Fuck, man. Kane. I always wanted to get into that business. <laughs> Can you help me out? Can you make me an no, apprentice? No, I don't do. I, well, I, I don't do drugs. Um, no. but yeah, and I don't deal drugs. No, I didn't know. I didn't know you had your. I didn't know you did uh, had businesses. I yeah. just thought, you know, I don't know what I thought. And now I'm doing a new show called Name Drop with uh, the Christian podcast. Which, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, going to be a lot of fun, especially if you're in, if, even if you're not into boy bands because we have everybody on. Cool. And, uh, and I, I'm hoping to have. Kane and Corey on. Oh, that would be awesome. At some point. Yeah, we'd go on. Yeah. For sure. And dish about some of the some of the names that you uh, you can drop. And I'm sure you have a ton of them. Oh yeah, not as many as you. And there's still I, I made this list of, of story. I only checked off a few of these. We only hit a few of these. Oh my god. But but you you can come on again and tell more stories, right? Yeah. I don't want to tell them all right now. I kinda wanna segue into this. Have you seen Barbie? Uh, no, the movie, no. Yeah, no. Uh, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing a Doug Peterson would sink his teeth into, <laughs> but you guys go nuts. Um, it's my Warner son Bro saw it with his girlfriend, and, you know, and my son, he's, um, he's pretty conservative. He's a, um, Ohio kid. He loved it. He thought it was funny. I and mean, that's, it, yeah, you know, just kind of, you got to look at it. It's a, it's a doll coming to it's life. It's a, right. Know? It's a doll movie. I don't, I don't it's even, a kid movie. it's for women. I'm not going to get all, uh, uptight about, you know, I've read things about how it's anti-men and this and that. I'm not going to go that route and get mad at something I've never even seen. I also have some conservative friends who've seen it and they were like, yeah, it's just a fucking doll movie. It's whatever. Here, is it about women empowerment? Sure. But like, you know, it's really just kind of, as Joe Rogan said, it's just ragging on nerds, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, so, but it's Warner Brothers' biggest movie ever. I was in a conversation yesterday with some chick who's like, she gave it a hundred. Oh, it's the greatest movie. It's a hundred. I'm like, I haven't seen it, but there's no fucking way Barbie is a hundred, right? So she looks she was like, good for a hundred. Yeah, not necessarily no correct, but I mean, like, she looks good. So then she was like, well, what do you, what movies do you think should get a hundred? And so that's what I want. I want to talk about our movies. What movies would you give one, like a Rotten Tomatoes 100? Oh, Godfather, 100%. Godfather? Oh, yeah, yeah that's that was, that was one of my all-time favorite movies. Like, no matter what, I can watch that. And then one of my favorite movies as a kid, like in college, was Tombstone. Uh, I, I would give it 100 because okay. like, I could quote everything from that. And most of the time, I was probably high in college when I was watching it. <laughs> Tombstone <laughs> was a great movie. Yeah. I have, you know what? I, you know, I've never seen Godfather. I watched The Offer. What? I watched The Offer. Which the Miles the Miles Teller series about oh, the making of the Godfather? Fantastic. fantastic. Which makes me want to see the movie, but I never saw the movie. I watched I, after watching the offer. I watched the Godfather because I was so excited to see it. Just be like, oh yeah, I remember that. And, uh, so you hadn't? What would you watch first? Well, I, I've seen the Godfather many times. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. But uh, it's one of the greatest. I mean, I have all not three. enough. I would, I would, I would not recommend the third one, but the first two. Okay. Yeah. And not You've enough people. Any of them? No, not enough people talked about the offer either. That was just a fucking fantastic miniseries. 
it was great because if you know, like, it, it's just the backstory and how the Godfather became yeah. be. You didn't realize that the real mob was like involved and mm -hmm. almost like it got to the point where it was almost not made. Yeah. And, you know, Miles mm. Teller's character just kind of like pushed it through and was able to. It's, it's what's interesting about producers that we kind of forget about. They're there to kind of like massage egos. Right. Oh, bit. yeah. And especially back then. And that was an epic. I mean, there's there's nothing there's no there's no greater movie than The Godfather. First one on my list, I'm going Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. That was a hundred. Oh my god. That was such a fucking fantastic movie. One hundred. Mm. I haven't seen the whole thing. Oh God, how do you not see the whole did thing? You go, what did you do? Did you go to the IMAX theater to see it? I, I just no, I fucked it. up. I didn't even see it in the theater. I, I didn't watch it until it was streaming, and I'm like, I fuck! I should have saw. And and I, I was just like, I. It's not that I don't get it. It's just I don't, you don't get it. it. It's not I like it's I, an I, intelligent. It's, it's not like it's like a cerebral movie. Yeah, it's, it's like, fucking planes. It just wasn't. It was like. How was, is that not for you? That's like it screams America. How is to me, Top it was Gun? Just top, it was Top Gun. Now you just got an old version of Tom Cruise. That's oh my, my word. Sure, mm. there were a lot of nods to the past. Absolutely, yeah, but that's what made the, that's what made it great. I didn't like it. It wasn't the storyline. Oh man, Miles Teller again. You're comparing Maverick to Godfather. You got to see the Godfather. Yeah, you definitely have to see the Godfather. No. Attempt to watch it. It's, if yeah. I'm sitting three hours, it's for a football game, not for a fucking movie. <laughs> Maverick. I was just like, oh, this is. You know what's gonna happen here? Oh. It's, these guys no, love each other. no. I spoiled the movie for myself because I didn't know what was happening. There was a scene where Tom Cruise, you'd think he's dead, and I couldn't take the anxiety, so I Googled it while I'm watching the movie. Did Tom Cruise die in <laughs> Maverick? And then I spoiled it for myself because 30 seconds later, you see him pop up. I'm like, ah, fuck. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm probably um, one of the few that didn't like it, but uh, you know, there's probably going to be another one, right? This what? It made a billion dollars, didn't it? Oh, they got to make another one. They're going to make yeah. another one. And they can't sure. wait 30 fucking years to do it. All right, Jay, name one. Uh, Last Samurai was a good good one for me. Wait, which one? Last Samurai? The, the Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, obviously. That was a good movie. I actually yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And I and I grew up doing martial arts, so it just kind of like it was. Yeah, I love that was one of mine, for sure. Yeah, I never saw that one. I can't you really. Gotta see it. It's good. You see, so you don't like movies with dialogue. <laughs> I like blow ups. I like explosions <laughs> and, and boobs. So you like um, the John Wick movies? No, that's <laughs> yeah, not true because my next one is full of conversation. Deadpool. Deadpool's a 100 mm. for me. Now, that's funny. That's your type of humor. That's yes. hilarious. Yes. It's, it's, that's, that's probably the best superhero movie out there. I don't, I'm not a big superhero fan. I was when I was a kid. But that movie's like, you, you can't help it but watch and laugh. Yeah, I hate superhero movies. I don't watch any of those Marvel movies. Or, but Deadpool's yeah. is different. Deadpool's just, I don't know. He's a character. Give me a, give me a 100, Brian. God, another hundred. Um, good. I like mob movies, man. Good fellas. All right. Is no, the, those two are on the list because there's like yeah. this list of good fellas. I could watch over and over again. I yeah. mean, I was even a big fan of Donnie Brasco. I just like the stories behind the families. You know? mm. no, I've seen mm. Goodfellas. That's a good great movie. You didn't see yeah. Donnie Brasco? Mm -mm, I don't think so. Wow, man, that's that's another good Johnny Depp. I was I think, yeah, that's I a good. That was his best movie ever. Jay, give me another one hundred. Uh, I a few people in the mafia are saying it. Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I loved one. that movie. Uh, that has to be on the list. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I give that a ninety-eight. Is that because God's in it? No, that's because <laughs> that's because there's no way to explain how he fucking hung the poster back up when uh, when he crawled into the hole. Bubblegum. Yeah. No, no, no. Because you're on the other side of the hole. What you got to pinch to? There's no way to press the poster 
onto the bubble gum. Oh, you mean when he gets in hole. it? You uh, can find ways to stick things up in prison. <laughs> I mean, you were talking about lotion earlier. I guess yeah, prison, oh, yeah. prison inmates are some of the most inventive people on the planet. That's true. Yeah, and there's there's a way. So you you hated that movie because you you couldn't figure out how. Well, no, no, but that's what drops off. Could be, that's what kills it up. by a couple points. It, right. goes, it goes from 100 to a 98 because of that. Yeah, by the way, speaking of prison inmates being smart, Scott Weiland once told me a story on the air. But I don't think you were there anymore. Told me, were you there? Uh, he told me a story. He taught you how to make a, a, a pocket pussy out of like a washcloth and fucking a sponge and shit. Yeah, was pretty, I forget the exact routine. You would think being a rock star, you wouldn't need a pocket pussy. Well, he was in jail at the time. So he had to he had to make a pussy out of what he had in jail, <laughs> and it was like it was fucking awesome. I don't even know where to go with that. I wish I remembered the recipe. I, I, would, I would tell you. Pilots, they were supposed to play at our uh, K Rock uh, dysfunctional family picnic. I think it was the first one, and they couldn't because uh, Scott Wilder couldn't make it. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It, what a sad story that was. Cause He's the reason I got my, my gig on fucking uh, TV, on VH1. Was he really? Yeah. Because uh, he was, he had just performed, right, in, in New York City. And the very next day, he was arrested for buying pot or some sort of drugs in Central Park. And CBS Channel 2 News came up to K-Rock because, you know, we play Scott Weiland or whatever. And they interviewed me about the Scott Weiland story. And, you know, I was on TV. They used part of my clip. I was probably on for three or four seconds. But the head of uh, uh, casting at VH1 happened to be laying, laying in her bed watching the fucking news. Her name is Tara Flanagan. No, well, she was what? She was not. What was her boss at the time? I, I won't know. But yeah, Tara, is Tara, Tara still around? Flanagan. I don't know. She was a sweetheart. Anyway, yeah, but so the, she saw me on that and then called me to come in for an audition. If it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for Scott Weiland getting arrested for do, buying drugs in Central Park, I never would have been on television. Hmm. How about that? Wow. Okay. So that we have similar stories. If it wasn't for Scott Weiland, I wouldn't be on MTV because of Kane's story, because of Tara Flanagan. <laughs> okay. All right. Six degrees of uh, separation yeah. with Kane, right? Makes so sense. Fast forward a couple months later, um, I'm, I'm doing uh, weekends on K-Rock and, and I get a phone call from uh, Tara Flanagan. And, and she said, is it Tara or Tara? I, I don't know. Tara, yeah, I think. Just a sweetheart, though. She's like, hey, I just want I just want to let you know that um, I, I saw this is back when. Wow. This is talking about we're old. This was 98. This is the inception of the Internet. When Al Gore invented the Internet. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, I saw your picture on the K-Rock website. You look like you're 12. You're not good. You, you don't fit in for VH1, but you'd be perfect for MTV. Do you care if I pass your information along? to the powers that be at MTV. I remember that. And I was like, oh my God, sure, yeah. But I didn't hear anything back until a few months later and I got picked up by uh, um, Rod Asa from MTV. But yeah. It was like with her and then your rock star was Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots. Mine was Fred Durst from MTV or from uh, Limp Biscuit. He brought me to the TRL set with Carson Daly. Mm. This was right when, when TRL just started. That's funny. And and I came in there and I thought he had everything to do with getting me a job at, at MTV, but it wasn't. It was wow. Tara Flanagan. Well, the wrong one died. I'll say that much. He was, I mean, God, what a, what a rock star. I think he was like the last of the last. I mean, Scotty, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Yeah. A couple more 100s. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Love that movie. Mm. Those aren't pillows. Yeah, oh, God. 
Dude, and that's the one movie. Did like, you say pillows? Pill- pillows. Those aren't pillows. pillows. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'm fine, sir. I don't. God. Toy Story. Uh, Toy Story's 100. Really? Yeah, the first one. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I used to watch this with Dane, my son. Dumb and Dumber. Um, Beavis and Butthead. Tommy yeah. Boy. Beavis and Butthead. We saw yeah. it together. The yeah, movie? we skipped work to go. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We got in Uncle so, Buck, we skipped work. Breakfast Club and St. Elmo's Fire. Those are my lists. Ooh, Those are my so hundreds. St. Elmo's Fire is a good one. Yeah. What about the Karate Kid? That should be on there somewhere. Ah, I like a movie that'll make you cry. Like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I bawled my eyes out at the end. Huh. When he's just oh, sitting there every on the train. single time. Oh, no matter what, no matter how many. And then you like know. Um, one one of one of the great uh, stories that I have about John Candy is when I was trying to get back into radio. My manager at the time, Ray, sent me to uh, um, sent me to a studio to do, do like a demo tape. Well, he sent me to John Candy's house, the late John Candy's house. Huh. His wife answered the door, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? So his son had a recording studio in the garage, and that's where um, John Candy would would record all this stuff. With oh, wow. You walked in, and I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And it, he was doing a favor for my manager to, to have me come in there and do that. And he goes, we haven't used the studio since my dad passed. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Wow. So, God. Yeah. I love John Candy. I cried my eyes out watching that film. He was the, he was the wonder what, like, what he'd be like today. You know, there's a few like Chris Farley was another one. John Candy, they uh, they both because Chris Farley always wanted to uh, be a serious. Act. They both wanted to be serious actors. And and uh, John Candy actually had a great turn in. Um, uh, was it was it was it JFK? One of those political movies. Oh, played. it was. Yeah, it was JFK. Yeah, uh, that was phenomenal. Wow, good call. And, yeah. And in and, uh, and uh, Chris Farley always wanted to play. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Oh, Fatty Arbuckle. And he would have been phenomenal in that fucking role. I think they would have just been, they just would have been great. They could have we done were, whatever they wanted to do. There's, there's some like times in our careers that we could say, wow, we were a part of that. That was a, that was a part of music history. One was when Tupac died. The other one was Biggie died. And then when Chris Farley died, we were on the air. And it was like, such sad moments for us mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there and gr- granted you know we were doing um it was basically pop radio it was you know at that time uh, alternative rock was pop radios every other song right. on tv but it was like it was like wow you know how significant is this going to be and to this day they still don't have the killers you know right at any of those guys but and you know going on um later in life and getting to meet some of the people that like you know the saturday night live cast members that were a part of chris farley's life and you can't help but ask those questions. Like, no, you have to. What was he like? You but know? they love mm. talking about him too. Oh though. yeah, it's, yeah. It keeps that memory alive. Mm-hmm. Talk to like David Spades or you know even oh, like Adam yeah. yeah. Uh Let's see. Goodwill Hunting is a hundred from Brooklyn Johnny. Another movie you cry in? Yeah, Stripes. Galvin KS. Oh, Stripes. What was, what was it? Boom. What was the f- boom? Sugar. Favorite love, 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 boom. part of Stripes? Stripes. Bill Murray. Um, yeah. Harold Ramis. Uh, you know, you, you saw the movie, right? Yeah, oh yeah, but I was trying to remember the the at the, the end, what the, the, the best the, scene the, in the, the whole movie they had. Yeah, I didn't even care. The best scene in the whole movie is when when uh, um, John uh, what the hell's his name the John something I forget his name John Candy starts with an L L Larry uh, Zamo uh, I forget his name. Um, but he's he's like looking through his 
<laughs> through his telescope or where a periscope and he's looking at uh, the girls in the shower and they were naked. It was my first boob I ever saw as a kid. So <laughs> oh, I was wow. like, and I, and a first bush and boob. You never forget your first B and B. I didn't know because I was going around the I was going around like the neighborhood saying I wish I was a loofah. <laughs> I had no idea what a loofah was. <laughs> and I remember like I mean we didn't have Google back then. I know no. loofah is now. I mean that was yeah that scene. And I remember it was like cable just came out and I was like holy shit if you had cable you were rich and I was yeah. like I used to go over to my best friend's house across the street and we we like we knew stripes was coming on and we just couldn't wait to get to that part we just like stare and then yep. everything get all quiet and like. <laughs> I remember sneaking into Porky's. I bought a ticket for something else and I snuck into Porky's because I wasn't old enough. And that was like, God, there was a ton of boobies in that one. Anyway, oh, um, the shower scene. Caddyshack is another one somebody mentioned. A hundred percent. The Outsiders, really? Happy Gilmore, yeah. Team America, A Beautiful Mind. Steel Caddyshack, Magnolias. They were high in the whole time. What? They were high on cocaine the whole entire time filming. Who was? Caddy, Caddyshack. You ever no, the were they really? That? Yeah, they, they were just... just Fucking railed out of their minds. Like just I love actors that. throughout the entire show. One of the most quotable <laughs> movies of all time. Looks good on you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rodney. God, what a what a what a great talent he was. Uh, oh, the world needs ditch diggers too. <laughs> uh, do we lose Bry? Uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, we lost him. All right, so he keeps popping off. He was going to sit in with the news, but uh, we we can't we can't have you keep disappearing. So, uh, Brian, thanks for being on the yeah. show. Dude, thank you for having me on, man. It's it's awesome. I'm glad we got to catch up for an hour and a half yesterday on the phone <laughs> to talk even more today. Jay, nice to meet you, man. And um, let's do this again soon. Yeah, for sure. We have uh, we have a lot more stories, and uh, let's. Let's make sure we don't wait four years to speak uh, again. No, we got to have you on Name Drop, too. Um, that's coming out uh, next month. So you'd be looking yeah. out, look out for that. Okay, too. yeah. Where, where would we look out for that? That's your new podcast uh, with Chris on, Kirkpatrick. On all, uh, on all platforms. Just go to my um, Instagram, too. Which is what? Brian at Brian McFade. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, man. It was so much fun. Take care. All right. Be good. Let's do some news. Unknown for his safety. It's K with the not quite news. Be careful what you wish for. All the uh, all the libbies. Mm -hmm. Ah, defund the police. Let's get rid of the police. And then when shit like that happens and the crime rate goes up, then they go, hey, well, wait a minute. That wasn't supposed to happen. Mm. (laughs) Uh, What'd you expect was going to happen? A city in Minnesota was blindsided after their entire police force recently quit. What the fuck do you expect them to do? Yep. Good Hugh City Council. They held a standing room only meeting at, a, at the city hall to discuss all the resignation letters. And you know what? Nobody wants the jobs. Nobody's applying. They can't find anybody to fill, to fill the openings. And this is in the middle of nowhere. Good here. Good Hugh County, Minnesota. So, I, you know, I, I doubt it's going to be suddenly riddled with crime. But you never know. These people are lurking behind every street corner. You knew it was going to happen. You know what? The the criminal, even guys that we know from this area, Rawway, Scotchman, whatever, they're not respected anymore because the the powers that be give more of the power to the criminal. So what do you expect? They don't want to do the job anymore. I wouldn't want to do it either. Seattle, they're having issues. One of the uh, former heads 
I think she was a, a police chief or something like that. And anyway, she just resigned from the Seattle police force because it's nothing ever since they defunded nothing but corrupt people yeah. in there running it. Now it's criminals yeah. running it. She's like, I, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Seattle's ruined. Portland's ruined. San Francisco's ruined. You know, it's just come on, man. It used to be a brotherhood. It used to be a place yeah. where, you know, you had lifelong friends. Now those guys are in and out. And right. They wanna, you know, they've so. given the criminals all the power. So yeah. the police really have no recourse out on the street. They're helpless. None. They can't None. defend themselves. Otherwise, they're going to be tossed in jail. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, NBA free agent Enos Cantor Freedom says he can average 60 points and 30 rebounds a game if he puts a wig on and changes his name to Anisha. <laughs> and, joins, and joins the WNBA. Uh, he says men don't belong in women's locker rooms or sports. 100%. How, and you know you what? The scrubbiest of the scrubs in the NBA will go in the WNBA and dominate. And, and kill it. Did you see the other one where a power lifter just broke a... In uh, Canada. Yeah. In Canada. as the man. A, it, a man competing in the like what do and he looked he wasn't well he is a man right but right. he the only thing he did to try to change his look into a woman was he's wearing a barrette he had a barrette in that's well i'm a woman now i have a barrette in and and so again it's, it's it's all these women and i don't know the ones that support it are the ones that support feminism how are you supporting feminism if you're letting a man compete against a woman who is has testosterone is just naturally made stronger i don't understand the women who would support that especially these two women as this man who won was taking his place on the top of the podium right. these two women next to him were like you know they were patting him on the back and they were clapping i'm like you worked your entire fucking life to finish second or third to a man what are you clapping for yeah You're it's dumb disgusting it really is disgusting well uh let's see what do we have yeah, that's a stupid story six-year-old from pennsylvania is your 2023 kids mullet champion <laughs> Uh, just picture a mullet. Really long one in back. I don't have to share the photo. That Tiffany lady, the crazy plane lady, she's yeah. gained almost 100,000 followers across her, her social medias after her meltdown. Hey, man. Being crazy pays. You, you guys said it the other day when you spoke about the story when she first spoke. You were like... And even Corey said it. This is a, a publicity ploy. Watch. You'll see. She'll, put, she'll, she'll do a movie. She'll plug her website. She'll mm -hmm. have more clients. It's, it was, yeah. Absolutely. Carrie says, we are living in the shittiest timeline. <laughs> you ain't kidding. 100%. And by the way, um, I, I saw some other post on like uh, parallel universes and how names of things have changed. There was no K in Chick-fil-A like there is now. I distinctly remember that. Because I could never fucking spell it. I always had to Google how to spell Chick-fil-A because I always wanted to put huh. a K on there and there was never a K. But now it's Chick with a K filet. So there is something going on. And then there was another video. This fucking thing is weird. He had a, he had a copy of the Berenstein Bears, mm. right? And the thing is, well, do you remember it as Ber Berenstein Bears or Berenstein Bears? Anyway, he hung these really weird things on his fucking walls. And ever since then, as he stepped into one of the bedrooms, it was like a fucking portal. And he had the book in his hand. And every time he would stick the book through the doorway, the name of the book would change from Berenstein to he'd pull it back and it'd say Berenstain. He'd pull it, he'd push huh. it in, it'd say Berenstain. It was fucking weirdest 
thing. He was wow. freaking out in the video. I don't know how you would fake that. It's probably fake. I don't know how you would fake it, though. Man, a lot of crazy shit. And I'm sorry. Uh, I saw Sinbad in fucking Shazam. He did do a genie movie. I don't care what anybody says. He definitely did. I just don't know if it was Shazam, though. Well, that's what I remember. Mm. Yeah. Uh, jury awarded a woman in Texas $1.2 billion in a revenge porn case. Yeah. Like Marcus Jamal Jackson's going to give her $1.2 billion. Yeah, no shit. Where's that coming from? I mean, come the fuck on. What was the, what was, do you know the, the, what, what the story Yeah, was? he's accused, they broke up, he's accused of posting intimate images he had of her on porn sites and social media post breakup with intent to embarrass, harass, humiliate, and publicly shame her. Now, the woman's own attorney says, you know, uh, the judgment is unlikely to be recovered, um, but it gives her back her, a good, her good name. Right, but... Uh, $1.2 billion? Yeah, it's not worth that. I'm sorry. No having way. Your, having your titties splashed across the internet against your will is not worth $1.2 billion. That sound insensitive? Eh. Again, fucked up timeline. Yeah, I know, Rachel, she says, wasn't it Shaq and Shazam? I don't know. I forget the name of the movie that Sinbad was in, but I did see him in, a, in one of them movies. One of those movies. Don't do this. A Florida woman bathed in Mount. She she murdered someone. Her roommate, her old roommate, senior citizen roommate. And so, to get rid of the evidence, she uh, bathed herself in Mountain Dew to destroy the DNA. Didn't work. Just so you know. I was going to say, does it work? Because that's you know, you would think the bubbles would. Why? Yeah, no. And this is a good tip for Jay <laughs> for well, the for the inevitable murder. No, but you whoever know that might be, but you, know, not, that'll work. you know how they say if you put like a piece of steak in Coca Cola overnight, you come over, you come the next day or within a couple like forty eight hours, and it's gone because the bubbles eat it away. I would think that it would eat away the DNA, right? But no, I don't know. Maybe the DNA is stronger than your stomach lining. Yeah, Carrie Masterson says uh, Coca Cola works better. Yeah, well, you know, I'll keep that in mind. Oh, Carrie, <laughs> you and Jay should hang out. Yeah. This is fucked up. Ryanair Airlines, it's like a uh, discount airline in the UK. An elderly couple who, you know, old people, they're not really up to date. They can't do, even my buddy Kurt, I had to help him check into his flight on his phone because he's not even that old, but like he's not Just on so social the, media. Right. Technology wise, he's really not up. And these old people, they didn't know how to check in on their phones or online. So they waited until they got to the airport, you know, like we used to do sure, to check yeah. in. Ryanair charged them $140 just to check in in person. They have a fee, an in-person check-in fee for 140 bucks. To me, that's discriminatory against old people. And, but it's ridiculous. What if I want a paper ticket? You know, like I don't like going to baseball games or concerts anymore. Well, it's not the only reason, but I, I like <laughs> to save my ticket stubs and they don't give you printed tickets anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe they just wanted their, you know, old people, they like the, they like their way of doing things. But and they the were charged 140 bucks just checking in in person. And they're the ones that are enjoying life more because they're not right. in their phones every second. Isn't that yeah. insane? Insanity. That's crazy. So crazy. Uh, yeah, because it worked. Such a pain in the ass to check in someone. 
survivors of the uh, Maui fire, I won't say wildfire, Mm. uh, say developers want to buy land where their homes once stood. They're getting DMs in Facebook uh, already. Like, hey, you want to sell? Well, they won't have the option to sell because the government's going to take that over. By the way, I got to show you this. Look at this shit. It's such a sad, sad what they did to those people there. So uh, yesterday they announced that, um, you know, we were helping out. The government was helping out, giving money. Joe Biden gives $700 per household for survivors of Maui. The wildfire, well, the fire. $700? You've given, what, $100 billion to Ukraine and... And you, how do you even announce that with a straight fucking face? You're giving, them, you're giving the families who lost everything $700. And isn't Maui, I think we've spoken about this, isn't Hawaii, I don't know specifically Maui, the island, one of the, the, the most expensive places to live? Yeah. And 700, what? Criticism mounts as President Joe Biden's proposal to divide a $700 emergency payment to households affected by the destructive Maui wildfires is perceived as an affront to those who survived. You don't say. And then, look, you know, we do a joke of the day. Well, we should. This is the joke of the day. President Biden tweeted, we are laser focused on getting aid to survivors. A one-time $700 payment per household offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time. Did that motherfucker just say laser focused? They are, they, are, they are laughing right in our faces. He just said laser focused. They know the fires were started with direct energy weapons, a.k.a. lasers. Lasers. He could have right. said anything there, wow. but he chose to say laser focused because they're laughing their ass off. What a fuck. I mean, oh my God. Do you see any fire trucks in any of the scenes? No. In the fires Mm-mm. there? I mean, usually when disasters happen, you see, uh, you know, FEMA roll. I haven't seen any sort of, you know, Katrina, there was FEMA on the spot right away and putting people up in temporary shelters and this, that. I haven't seen There's, any of that. Um, We're laser focused. Yeah. There wow. was a, um, on the news this morning. They there was a a, a personal video for either from someone's house or phone that showed a power line, what looked to be a power line, sparking, and then maybe a half hour later, smoke coming out, and then two days later, the fire was there. So like, it's just they're laughing at your fucking face, right? Laughing, they're, yeah. They're throwing everything and everything they're doing right now is so obvious because they're not a, they're afraid. They know you're yeah. not going to do anything. What are you right. going to do? You're not going to do anything. Yeah. You know what? Um, uh, you know what was cool. I think you posted it. Uh, let's say a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think th- you you said was things will only change if you understand this photo. And it was little fish that were in that were in the shape of a big whale eating the shark. Mm-hmm. And it just it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like if we all come together and become that big whale, mm-hmm. the shark can't compete. Like what are we doing? Why aren't we doing in, that? In the movie Ants. Yeah. The scene True. where they were like, well, it's just one. Well, but if they all come together and they really, then, you know, then we're fucked. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Anyway, yeah. um, they, forensics found out the trigger was actually pulled on the rust set. Alec Baldwin could now face serious charges. I saw that. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. You know what remind, reminded me of? Because he would say, oh, I didn't pull it. The trigger wasn't pulled. They were like, oh, okay, okay. But they did it like a deep dive. They figured it out. They said, well, no. 
It was reminded me of the whole uh, situation at Alt when oh, we yeah. swore that it wasn't our. It, we swore it was a technical issue that put Corey on the radio singing a dirty song. Right <laughs> when we knew full well, we pulled the trigger. Like I, I left the thing up and on, <laughs> you know. But it took them. They didn't buy our just like they didn't buy Alec. They're like, well, no, the trigger had to have been pulled. Engineering was like, well, no, that wouldn't just happen on its own. So it, took, you a good, it took a good couple week investigation before they were able to put two and two together. They're like, no, that was operator error. Do you remember when I got the phone call from you know who, and and then I spoke to you, and you he he told me that the camera in the hallway showed you running out of my studio into the main studio mm -hmm. when we also know that the camera in the hallway could never catch that remember that yeah i don't know it maybe fuck anyway sorry i think it can see in there but whatever uh bradley cooper's new movie being called anti-semitic just because mm -hmm. he wears a prosthetic nose now look he's playing leonard bernstein in the movie uh people were like well god you know i mean it's obvious that the nose that Bradley's wearing is bigger than his nose. So, well, that's anti-Semitic. <laughs> um, Leonard's own family said, it happens to be true that Leonard Bernstein had a nice big nose. Yeah, Bradley, yeah, Bradley chose to use makeup to amplify his resemblance, and we're perfectly fine with that. We're also certain that our dad would have been fine with it as well. Any strident complaints around this issue strike us uh, as disingenuous attempts to bring a successful person down a notch, a practice we've observed all too often perpetrated on our own father. So, yeah, you know what? The family, relax. Um, he had a big nose. The person, the, the person who goes right to the racist theory is the real racist. Because nobody would have ever thought, oh, it's anti-Semitic. Well, no, it wasn't. He had a big nose. Look at the nose. It's a big schnoz. Yeah. I know plenty yeah. of Jewish people who don't have big noses. Some do. I, mean, I have a big nose. Fuck it. I yeah, mean, whatever. I got a big nose. I'm not Jewish. Like People who make sure to bring up a race-related thing. I know Jewish. Yeah. Ju Judaism isn't a race. I get that. But you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You're the racist. If you see race in everything. Agreed. Barbie is now Warner Brothers' biggest movie ever. And now for the worst jokes of the day before we get the hell out of here. <laughs> I figure we'll make this a thing. Like, make it make an intro for it. Like, uh, uh, I don't know what you call it. Shitty jokes of the day. Or I figure right. we'll, we'll just talk, end, we'll the, talk. We'll end the news with a, with a rapid fire. People like you it when and Corey, Corey guesses yeah. the punchline. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll do that going forward. Uh, people who sleep on their side are the most likely to be night owls. And those who sleep on their bellies are the most likely to be easygoing. And those who sleep on their back are most likely to be Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have anything for that. Corey would. I don't. Yeah, Corey would. Uh, Tyson, Tyson Foods is closing four plants because of worker productivity. Yeah, they spend all day joking their chickens. <laughs> I told you these are the worst jokes of the day. But, uh, let's see. One of Hunter Biden's defense attorneys has quit. I guess he got tired of being paid in Chinese currency. <laughs> nah. Oh, political shot. Uh, let's see. Madonna turned 65 yesterday. She still wears a cone bra, but she had to have it altered so the cones are pointing straight down. <laughs> <laughs> she was out last night, but not too late. Her boyfriend had school tomorrow. <laughs> and one more. We'll go out on this. Brad and Angelina finalized their divorce. 
Brad gets custody of the kids whose names start with A through M and Angelina gets N through Z. <laughs> well, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, Friday tomorrow, Corey will be here. Yep. Live from Los Angeles. It's a ook day. want to thank Brian McFadden, a.k.a. Alter Boy, for spending so much time with us today. And reminiscent. I hope we didn't get too uh, inside school with you. I hope I hope you were able to follow some of those stories and... You know uh, I mean? Everybody's like, asking. You, sorry, what? everybody's what? asking real quick. Uh, regular time tomorrow? Do we know yet, or do we have to wait? No, it'll be regular time. Okay, it'll be six for Corey, but that'll be all right. All right. You know, thanks guys for uh, for listening, for subscribing as always. Appreciate you at Cannon Corey YouTube, Patreon, blah 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 blah. blah. At Cannon Corey, bye. Later. Kane and Corey.